Chat, and I am your host, Sandra Lee Schubert. Welcome to the show. everybody to the show today. I am very excited to have as my guest David Pucciarelli from Iconic Images Gallery, who's already laughing. He's already laughing. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Remember our live days, so come on. Oh, Dave's, okay. David's originality, blending of mediums, and distinctive styling has propelled him to worldwide sales. His lifelike realism sustains him as a top-selling photographer at the Ernest Hemingway Museum in Key West and has been the in-house artist for the Mickey Mantle Wooden Bat Classic in versus Commerce, Oklahoma for the past seven years. And um, welcome to the show, Dave. I'm happy to have uh, you on. Thank <laughs> you. How are you? I'm, I am. I am fine. I'm, I'm going to work on the opening of my music because Blog Talk just not does not play nice with my opening music. So there you go. I'm going to I'm going to complain right off the bat. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to ask you: Is that you doing the voiceover part with the music? That is me doing the voiceover. I thought so. Sounds cool. I like it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we have to give out a, sh- a shout-out to um, uh, Jed Luckless, who does the music for the show. And, um, you know, it, it sounds better than Blog Talk's been playing it, but, you know, that's all, that's okay. And he may be listening now. I don't know. So well, hello, Jed, out there in in cyberspace. Happy to have you listening, we hope. Now, I, what I wanted to say is Dave is from um, – is not from, but his, his studio is in Booton, New Jersey, where I live. And I happened to be, I used to go by the studio. You had a studio just sort of down the block a bit, and you had a motorcycle in your window. And I've taken photos of the motorcycle in the window. and But I never got to see you. It was never open when I walked by. But we, I wondered... <laughs> I was, and that's nothing you think about you. It just happened to be I didn't wander by at that the right moment. But we, I wandered by one night when I was out on one of my walks around town, and finally got to see his artwork. And you know, it, it was just this wonderful, wonderful new gallery that he has. He's got this beautiful artwork, and um, and still has the motorcycle. It's just not exactly in the window anymore. And we no. kind of hit it right off, I thought. We, we sort of yep. jabbed away. And um, so I thought I would I would invite you onto the show because I thought your story would kind of, your story was interesting. I mean, you've got this beautiful gallery. You've Thank got you. this artwork. You are a photographer, amongst other things, I believe. <laughs> I, 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 uh, we try yeah, not I can't to talk say what my father that. used to call me. <laughs> we we try not to talk about the other things. We we're trying to we're trying to keep those activities 
off, off, off the air for the moment. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's, wow, the show has flown by. It's time to go already? <laughs> it's time to go already. I'm sorry. You, you've got, you've got, you've got a, you have at least 40 more minutes to, oh, to, to, to talk. So you've got, you, you've got to step up to the plate now. You can't, you can't be shy because I know you're not shy. So we're, we're just going to, we're going to work through this. Tell me a little bit about how you got to become an artist and how you got into this particular field and, and what your gallery represents because it's iconic images. There's musicians, there's baseball players, there's all movie stars. It's it's all kind of wonderful, interesting images. But how did you get to that place? I mean, how did you get to do this kind of art? Well, thank you, first of all, and it is a pleasure. And um, hmm, how did I get there, first of all? As far as the artwork is concerned, I kind of stumbled upon it. Um, I had done, I had a friend of mine who knew I was a photographer and uh, had asked me, uh, it was probably about eight or nine years ago, if I could draw uh, a Stevie Ray Vaughan piece, something like five by five inches, for a tattoo she was getting done. And uh, I said, all right, I'll try it. I tried it, and lo and behold, there you go. Um, I'm self-taught, and uh, I mix every kind of medium you can think of together, which is against the grain if you're taught as an artist, uh, if you go to school. But I kind of like that because isn't that what art's supposed to be? Outside the box all the time, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. um. And then uh, I, I just kind of like uh, stumbled into it, like I said, and uh, I happened to uh, I happened to meet uh, someone out in Oklahoma that was a, a client of mine, and she used to buy a lot of my Stevie Stevie Ray Vaughan artwork, and she knew that I was into Mickey Mantle, and she said, "Why don't you come down?" to Oklahoma, and this was about 2004, maybe? I'm not sure now. And I did a lot of photography for them to start off, and it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, I got the Hemingway account through photography, um, and it just kind of kept developing and expanding. And before I knew it, you know, I had a website, and then a few years later, I had the gallery next door, which you saw, which was more like a studio. Um, and I used that motorcycle to pull people in because you really couldn't see the artwork from the street. And, um, you know, now I'm over here at the new location that you know so well of. And, um, you know, um, art is not something that I would have chosen as a career or a profession, not by a long shot. Um, used to race motorcycles, used to play baseball. And then, uh, you know, certain things happen and life changes, right? Life sends you a different way, a different route. And uh, this is where I am today, so. Well, that, well, so you did photography first or was part of your intro sort of into what you're doing now. So were you also a self-taught photographer? And what did you do with your your photos? Initially. Yeah, basically I was self-taught. Uh, I used to play semi-pro baseball. I went to college for a little while for psychology, 
And then I picked up photography. My dad used to kind of play around photography, and he used to draw a little bit too. Um, my brother actually went to Pratt Institute for fashion design. Um, okay. My mom has a little bit uh, of talent she can draw. And um, I went to uh, School of Photography in New York for a little while. And I was like, well, why am I paying for for a degree where I can make money already. And I was working for, if I guess I can say it, a lot of go-go dancers doing their portfolios. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that side of your business. Well, that was yeah, early on. <laughs> that was, well, that's why I was dancing around it before. You couldn't tell I was kind of doing a little backwards foxtrot around something. <laughs> so um, it, it's just... Uh, I found I could make money doing photographs of the city. Uh, my dad and I used to go in. Uh, friends of mine, we used to go in. We used to take pictures of the Empire State Building. My dad loved the, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of the one building now. That he, oh, Sandra, you know what it is, the Chrysler Building. He loved that building. So we used to go and do a lot of black and white photography. And then it, it just kind of snowballed and you know, once one person asked me to do her portfolio, it just went from there. It was word of mouth. And, you know, skipping to today with the artwork, I don't even advertise, which I think I need to do it. <laughs> We've we spoken that a few times, right? So <laughs> be kind of a good thing, I guess. Um, you know. It is what it is, I guess. I, I have been blessed, I have to say. My artwork has opened up so many avenues for me, so many different doors. I've been able to be associated with a lot of my heroes, uh, meet some of my heroes that are still alive. Uh, like I said, I do the work for the Mickey Mantle uh, Baseball Classic in Commerce, Oklahoma. Fantastic organization. Um, that's every April, the first week of April. Uh, and then I do that for, uh, photography at the Ernest Hemingway home. Got to love Ernest Hemingway. There's another, you know, he's just somebody that I loved reading his the bios about him, and then it got me into his stories and his novels. And then I was able to work, uh, do some work for the Steve McQueen Friends of Steve McQueen event. Um, so I've been, it's been really cool. But, all right, that that sounds that sounds good. I I, I mean it's the I have the Ernest Hemingway postcard that you gave me with the typewriter and his books and it's at that's out of his library in, out in the museum. If that's correct. Yeah, Key West. Yep. Key that West. Was probably that was actually what I would say catapulted me um, mm-hmm. into quote-unquote professional. I became a professional. When I took that photograph, aside from doing portfolios for people and things like that and the shots of the city selling those, um, when I went down to Key West, um, I wanted to see Ernest Hemingway's home, and I happened to go with my girlfriend at the time, Cindy, and she was the one that really, really prodded me. Go, 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 let's go. 
Let's go take a vacation together. Let's go to Key West. You always wanted to see Ernest Hemingway's home and museum. And she was cool about that, and we went down. I went into his studio and shot it through a, an iron gate, actually. And that's that picture that's on the postcard. And when we got back, uh, see, Cindy just kept saying, you know what, you should write them a letter, show them the drawing you did, plus this photograph, and long story short, I did it at her suggestion, and that was 2004, I think. And uh, they bought the photograph, and since then I still work with them, uh, postcards, the photograph. And, and that's what really gave me uh, some weight behind me as an artist, correct? You have, you're associated with Ernest Hemingway. That was the first step that I took. So... You know, I guess it all began there. Well, I mean, it's, what's what's interesting about what you're you're telling me, and I guess this is kind of you know important for all artists or, or people who are trying to promote their work. It's it's you sort of didn't sort of take the photo and, and sit on it and say this is a nice piece. I mean, you obviously got some prompting from somebody, but you had to take some action to sort of get this there into the world I mean then if you hadn't had take it hadn't taken that chance you might not be where you are today so you kind of took this chance and it worked out I mean what would you say to other photographers or artists who you know maybe feel odd about selling their work or, or promoting their work or doing all those kinds of things you have to do to sort of get your work out there in, in some way or another well, you're absolutely right. Um, that's the hardest thing is put, putting yourself out there as an artist. First of all, it's a lonely, lonely, lonely existence. Um, specifically, I learned that not so much as the photography aspect, but as the art, the painting, the drawing. It, it's not something you can sit there with people and you can chat, you can talk, um, you can multitask. You're sitting, you're zoned, you have to do the work. Which now then, what do you do with it? Do you hang it on your wall? Do you put it in your closet? And I think this is the hardest part uh, for artists, is that you now have to self-promote. You have to put yourself out there. And I guess it's just like acting from what I've been told as far as actors are concerned and actresses. A lot of times it's rejection. And you're creating something you're you're spending time, energy, and effort. And as an artist, uh, I've been fortunate enough now. This is my this is the way I make a living. So, you you have to hustle, you have to put yourself out there, and you have to risk it. You just have to give it a shot. And uh, you know, today I think it's a lot easier because you have the internet, you have so much social media, which I haven't even taken advantage of. Correct. I know from what you tell me uh, that I really haven't taken hold of that. Um, but, yeah, you have to – you put a little cover letter together. What I would do is what I did originally is we went to the Hemingway house. Yes, uh, I had somebody pushing me to do it, but it was somebody that I admired and I liked, Ernest Hemingway. So I put my time and energy into something, and I really, really, really wanted to capture a photograph of a studio. So – Someone that you admire as an artist, somebody that you like, um, get yourself into it. And uh, you still got that guard dog I hear? 
<laughs> yes, that that is it. It's this the 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 studio guard dog is uh, protecting me from all intruders. Because <laughs> no, you know what I was going to say, Sandra. Is that my ex girlfriend? Not Cindy. No. The other one. <laughs> yeah, must know where we are. <laughs> be taped. So just remember that this is this lives on in infamy. So watch out. <laughs> yeah, but that is that. He's the studio guard dog who is protecting me from from any aerial or um, ground attacks. So I am well protected at this moment. Ninety five pounds of pit bull. Uh, I'm 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 kind of safe. So <laughs> you have to have it. I have to admit it. Boot's a little bit <laughs> iffy now and then. It's not a bad thing to have a guard dog. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. But let me clarify that one thing. Cindy is an extraordinarily beautiful woman. That 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 joke was about any ex-girlfriend I might have had. And let's sit down and go over the list. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I got a lot of ex-girlfriends for some reason. Uh, but but so. see, you you've gone out and you made an effort, and that that's the first step. That's all we're talking about here. You're not sitting home putting your artwork or whatever. You're out there. Taking taking some some whatever some, some taking some names and some notes tree exactly. <laughs> well, how many but, times do we say now? You've got the giggles. I know. Well, See, now, well, for anybody who's listening, this is what happens when Dave and I get in the. I go down to visit him in his gallery, and we sit downstairs in the uh, studio. I sit on the stairs and we sit there and we just start cracking up and this is sort of how how it goes. He he he's doing his work and we're we're laughing and he plays the music too loud and we and we have fun. This is why we exactly. got along so well. But I I yeah. do think you know I I what I, I you know first of all as I said I, I I like your art. It's I mean I think what happens is sometimes people are very fussy about art and they look at fine art in a particular way. As they were looking at something like iconic images where you're taking sort of well-known people and putting them into a format, they might tend to think of that as something that's not less than fine art because you see reproduced images all the time of artists, of art, of famous people. Yeah, However, yeah. but I do, I do think what happens and what I'd like about your art in particular is that you you sort of take these images of these famous people, but you you add a certain quality. I mean, there's certain watercolor pieces. There, you know, I have your Beatles piece up on the events page and Facebook and then um, somewhere else in Google Plus. You know, it, you're taking these kind of images and just putting your own spin on them. So it's not just about reproducing icons for sale. It's also about reproducing icons um that you admire that you like in in through your own artistic interpretation. So, you know, like we mentioned Jed at the beginning of the show, he may Correct. play some music that he of artists that he likes, but he's going to put his own spin on on that music. He takes that music and then takes it to a level where he comes from as an artist. And this is what Correct. you do with your artwork. Art, art so, you know, I mean, what do you, how do you, because you're in the midst of a sort of, I mean, Luton's got this sort of art gallery, you know, walk. I mean, there are lots of different types of artists on on Main Street where you are. 
and and where do you feel that you fit in with all all this? I mean, in terms of your mm-hmm. art, and 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 do you ha- have a feeling about that, or do you just say it's my art? I don't care. Uh, well, from our <laughs> uh, from me- <laughs> well, actually, I think you know the answer to that question, but um, you know, Before that's I thing. well, that's that's the that's the. A lot of artists, again, where, where I, I go back to, uh, I'm one of the few that I know of that are self-taught as far as technique is concerned. And I mean, I, of course, everybody goes into their own te- uh, their own way of using different mediums and their own technique. But I was kind of forced to figure something out quickly. And even though it evolved over time, but like you're saying, I mean, the Stevie Ray Vaughan drawing that it really all originated with where I realized, wow, I could actually do this. Um, it, it, I'm different. So if you take the artwork that's here in Main Street and on Main Street and the other galleries, everybody's great in their own right, but they're more abstract. I am, like you said, iconic figures. I do look at photographs. There are many, many customers that will commission me to do a painting of, let's say, um, uh, George Harrison, and they'll be like, well, you know, can you do this photograph? Can you paint? Can you do this size or watercolor, your style? What I like to normally do, Sandra, is take different photographs and even do my own uh, spin on it or my own interpretation so they're not all just replicated photographs, so to speak. And... Uh, you know, I found that new style, like uh, doing a piece of Brian Jones, uh, the original Rolling Stones founding member. Uh, you know how uh, <laughs> how deeply I am uh, in his corner, the original Rolling Stones. So, but um, after a while, what I used to do is a lot of the backgrounds were just white. So you'd have the figure, you'd have the, let's say, uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughan piece. And then the background would be just the regular, the canvas of the paper. And then eventually I started blending in different colors and to be more in tune and in touch with the person. Like, say, Brian Jones, it's deep, it's dark, so I would put watercolor striations and and, um, different colors and bleed it into the image. And then I would do a lot of light and shadowing. I still do, so a lot of light and shade, which it it just, it's a different interpretation, like you said, from a photograph or many photographs. And uh, so that's where I'm different, I think. I have a different technique because, again, back to being self-taught, the hands, you know, I always yak about my hands and my inability to do hands. So... I, I tend to blend color and blend different mediums just to sometimes cover what I'm not good at. And uh, it's just, again, I, I just kind of found it. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm different. I do a lot of famous people. Um, I've actually one of my heroes, Greg Nettles, Yankee third baseman from the 70s. Um, he actually had liked a drawing I had done of him and actually asked me if I could do one of him, so... Um, that was that was pretty cool. That was like one of my highlights as an artist. But uh, I don't know where I fit in, Sandra. <laughs> we have this discussion all the time, <laughs> so I don't know. I think I'm an island under myself. 
So. Right, well, we've we've got we still have a little more time to chat, so uh, you know we 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 can really hash this out a little bit more. But I do want uh, just to give people an opportunity while we're chatting to uh, to look at your artwork. So where would they find you? Where can they see your artwork? Um, well, we do have the location. The store is at 414 Main Street in Booton, mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey. And we also have the website. And, of course, Sandra, I'm going down the stairs to get the address for the website. <laughs> so <laughs> bear with me as I tumble down that staircase. <laughs> well, well, uh, so. well, it's Dave wandering down the staircase. <laughs> 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 this is the, the beauty of live radio is that we have guard door dogs barking. We have, you know, we have to wander around looking for, for things. You know, live radio is 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 not a uh, and not, it's not for a the science or it, well, yeah, even if I may, it, it's a piece it, of artwork, right? It develops as you go along. <laughs> it develops as it goes along. Sometimes you're good at hands, and sometimes you you get <laughs> go crazy. You know, it's it's you know sometimes the audio doesn't go well. You know, it oh. just it is what it is. So. This is this is why I like to be on on air live because it it keeps you on your it keeps you on your toes. Let's put it that way. It's, it's too bad we didn't have the dog here. I could just say, "Hey, go down and get the thing." So whatever I'm looking for, right. I found it. Here we go. So you can visit me on the website at dave-pucciarelli.artistwebsites.com, and of course my last name. You'll have to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> Dave, I think you might want to spell the name for people. If, yep. If you know how to Peter. spell it. <laughs> go ahead. Now I got the guard. B is in Peter. U C C I A R E L L I. So it's Dave Dash Pucciarelli dot artist websites dot com. Let's talk a little bit. You, you you really needed you, you you might have to get a, a a new artist name that's like four letters or something. So well, I, we could think between us. Uh, how many four letters do we let fly here? Do I have to say? <laughs> I mean, no, no. So we could kind of pick one yeah. out of the air. <laughs> I know you you know what I've what I've taken up for Lent. So don't don't. I, this is, has to be a, a PG show, so we we can't we can't go there. But let's let's talk a little bit about your your website because you've got all this wonderful work that's up there. Thank you. How, and and some of the things that I I think you know would be interesting to talk about is is the business aspect of what you do with your work. You know we're talking about you know you have to sell your work you have to you know if you want to be an artist that actually eats and lives and has a house you've got to be <laughs> willing to sell your work and promote your work and and do all those fun things. Talk a little bit about like what people can get from your site because I know you have posters and all sorts of iPhone covers and all yep. these kind of other things that sort of come out of this website that people can do. Now this may drive some fine artist people crazy, but you know we can't worry about them. Well, we're, oh, we're just, yeah, listen. <laughs> Sandra, I stepped on your toes a long time ago when you're self-taught. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to worry about them. But so, no. what when people go to your site and besides being able to, you know, or you know, you can can get can 
commissions for original work from you. So we, we have that already. Yep. So if somebody, you know, wants a iconic image, they they can go to you and ask you for it, and you, you can, to your best of your abilities, can do that. But then you've got these layers of of ways to sell your work that you know may be more accessible to some people. Like I, I got my uncle and a Johnny Cash um, piece of art, which was very nice. Thank you very much. Thanks. And Thank you. so you know you've got iPhone, as I said, iPhone cases. So what what can people get? And you know how do you think that kind of works in terms of your art? I mean, does your art lend itself to these mediums? Um, yeah, yes, I, I think any art does. Um, you have to, once you made that decision, I'm going to make a living at this, you have, to, you have to earn a living at it. So how do you make a living? You have to earn money doing something. So why I love being in business, um, I love being my own boss because Lord knows, <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I, I can't. I could probably never go back to working for somebody because Lord knows I can't stand my own boss. Um, but when when you make that decision, you actually have to then sell. So what I did is I got linked up with Fine Art America, and any artist or photographer can go there, get your own website. It does take a lot of work to do it. You have to be on it. You have to promote Um but the artwork, what's great about it is once I upload it to the site and my particular part of the website, um, my website, um, you have a printing house that does all the in-house printing, the posters, like you said, you can get lithographs, posters, prints, tin signs of the artwork, the iPhone cases, the Galaxy, all the smartphone cases, and now, Sandra, even the artwork is on throw pillows. I mean, it is what it is. There are certain things that I will not sell. Um, a certain art that uh, is very, very, very personal, and I know that's why a lot of a lot of artists have tough time um, selling their work. You do feel funny. You you do feel like all right. You know, I don't know a better word for it, but I will. <laughs> I will not say the word I'm thinking of, but. You know, people tend to think, especially as art, well, I'm an artist, you know, um, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm an artist. So it, I can be a starving artist. There's something very cool about it. Well, you know what? I don't think there is. I've been there before, done it, don't like it at all. Um, I decided to do this, and you have to sell the work. Um, it's just the way it is. And uh, on the website, you can get, like I said, from smartphone case covers of any of my artwork to the originals. Um, so it, so I sell something for $24 up to whatever, and it's accessible to people. And, uh, you know, it's nice. It is what it is. And like I said, uh, the first way I started, the first time I started was Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then from there, I originally only did artwork of the iconic figures that I admired, my heroes. And like I said, I was so fortunate to be working with the Mickey Mantle baseball classic. So I was able to do the Mickey Mantle artwork. Then we got the Hemingway photographs, the Steve McQueen artwork. Um, so really, 
initially it was just about people I admired, Sandra. And I had friends and family, well, you got to do a painting of this person, then you can sell this or try to sell it. But I was so adamant, no, I can't stand that, you know, that singer or that group. I'm not doing it. I'm still hard-pressed to do people that I really don't um, admire or listen to their music. Um, but when I'm commissioned to do it, I, but I have turned down. I have turned down work before. So, oh, there we go. What's that? <laughs> the guard dog, I know. Because um, I, I know I've, I've, I've suggested a certain certain group to you, and you're like, no, I'm not doing them. I'm like, but really, they're, they're so very fun to do. Who they are? Yeah, we're allowed to say. Oh, I I can't stand uh, Jerry Garcia's. What's the group? I cannot stand them. (laughs) So, okay, people, this is your first real. uh, We could go to the Associated Press. Dave Pucciarelli. Hey, I cannot stand the Grateful Dead. They stink. If I could play a kazoo, I'd be ten times better, and I'd be more creative. And I actually wrote a few operas, but no, that's for another time. Uh, No, I mean, I just scared. Well, you you know how I am. I love the Beatles. I love George Harrison. I love Beethoven. Um, you know, I happen to think I got really good quality taste. You know? <laughs> I'm, so. I'm going to have to explain myself after this show, but that's, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also, but you also have some license. Can you talk a little bit about that, or at least how that comes about? Well, the licensing, uh, yes. Uh, you know I've had issues with licensing sometimes. Um, case in point, Ted Williams, one of my dad's heroes, and one of my favorite people, a dear friend of mine, Mr. Cavanaugh, Mr. C, his hero, Um I had originally done some work of uh, Ted Williams, and I had it on my website. And lo and behold, I, I got contacted by their, the person and company that owns the name and likeness of Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is they give you a cease and desist order. Um, however, I did explain to them that I had tried to contact their company. Um, there's a protocol you really have to go through, Um in order to do reprinting. So if you're an artist and I do, let's say, an original of Ted Williams, I can do the original and I can sell it. I can sell it on my website. I can sell it on eBay, at my gallery. But if you mass produce the same image, that's when you need licensing from a lot of the, uh, a lot of the big, large, famous people like, like the Beatles, um, Ernest Hemingway. Now, the funny thing is, with the Ernest Hemingway, when I originally contacted them about the photograph, I had also sent a copy of a drawing I did of him. And um, they loved the drawing, the Hemingway House and Museum, the curators. But to sell it, they also needed permission and licensing. So it was a triple licensing, myself, Ernest Hemingway Home and Museum, and the Ernest Hemingway, uh, the lawyers, really. And... Uh, you have to put down an escrow amount of uh, money in an escrow account. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stayed away from the drawing of Ernest Hemingway. But the best piece of advice I can give is that uh, you look for somebody or a company that owns the na- the name and likeness of certain iconic figures. Like Mickey Mantle has owned uh, Ernest Hemingway, uh, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean. 
you've got to really try to contact them and tell them what you're doing and things like that. But so this is what, you know if you're if you're looking to as artists even doing interpretation of certain images, you have to look to safeguard your work so that going forward somebody isn't coming back to you and say, look, we know, sorry, you you just can't sell that anymore. You want to make sure that your work is something that is protected and that everybody is kind of on the same page. I mean, it's sometimes unfortunate, but it's kind of the reality of the world. Go ahead, Sandra, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I think you know it's, it's, um, you know, in terms of the the art world, in terms of being an artist. I mean, we're we're touching based on the just the sort of the 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 aspects of the business side side of it. As we say, we, if you don't want to starve, there's elements of things that you need to do. So there may be parts of of your work that you sell in a certain way, and then there's other parts that represents, you know, you know, these kind of things that you hold close to your heart. So say if you get a commission, as you're saying, and, you know, you have to sort of still have some feeling for the the art or what you're going to do, but it may not be your absolute favorite kind of thing to do, but that's part of the business side of what you, what you do as an artist. And then there's the other aspects of the creative creative side that you have to also address because you you know being an artist you could be a hack artist where you're just sort of producing stuff but what you're talking about is is producing work that has some feeling for you that you have some some connection to right so now so in terms of where you look at your art and you're doing this particular art. You you know you have photography also in your background. Do you see your art evolving into something different? Do you think this is you know Do you have an idea of where it's going, where it might go, or do you you're sort of just rolling with your inspiration around it? Of a particular piece you're speaking of, that uh, that would, just in um, general. I mean. If you're doing iconic images now, I mean, do you think like, oh, down the road, what I really want to do is start, you know, landscapes, let's say. You know? Oh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I see where you, um, yes, because I have, I have had people, I, I've been blessed with a lot of return customers and clients. Um, mm-hmm. It's awesome when you see the feedback and you hear people like there's a there's a particular piece I, I do of Thurman Munson that I have done, and there's no photograph of it. It's just my interpretation of him injured, and different types of photographs that I looked at. And I've had people, when they do get that piece, uh, they're moved to tears. Or the person they got it for, it's awesome because Thurman Munson was one of my heroes. I was in high school when he died. It affected me. It still affects me. Um, so when I'm doing an art piece and specifically if it's not commissioned and then I put it on my website or, you know, I hang it up here at the gallery. Um, if I'm working on a piece, it's like, you know, we go back to a Stevie Ray Vaughan or somebody I really admire, like a George Harrison. I put on their music. I get submerged in it. I get lost in it. But I, I also... I also realized, too, um, that in the beginning, you know, I went through a lot of uh, personal 
tragedy and things with my dad dying unexpectedly. And then um, had massive, two massive motorcycle accidents where I was hit and um, lots of surgeries. And then, uh, you know, I realized what Stevie Ray Vaughan, a quote of his, he used to say, true art comes from true agony. And you have to feel some kind of deep, deep, deep physical or emotional, eh, it could be pain, uh, you know, at first is is what really, really got me to submerge myself into the work. And uh, I would lose myself in the pieces, and specifically Stevie Ray Vaughan to start because of that, of what he used to say and what he went through. And a lot of times when I got so depressed and so, so lost in the depression, um, that's that's when I used to pick up the art, the, the pencils, the paint, and um, you know that's when I used to really, really get deeply involved and submerge myself in the iconic figures. So it would be Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then it would be George Harrison, and that's how I built my body of work. And then from there, it it all started to just springboard and dovetail. And then you have clients, you know, can you do? Uh, Warren Haynes piece, and you know, so it, it, it uh, but it really did come from a, a dark place where I needed to to vent, so to speak. And after the second motorcycle accident, most recently, uh, I've gone through a number, a number of surgeries, and uh, you know, that really kicked my butt. And um, I, I couldn't do, uh, I still can't race bikes, ride motorcycles anymore. So you have to find self-expression or some way to come out of those deep dark periods sandra or else you know sometimes you 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 pray that you bend and you're able to to withstand and not break and that that's what art has become for me it's become a huge huge um i guess you could say uh you know it's 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 my vice it's become my vice mm-hmm. Okay, it's a thing that also sustains you and 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 first seems to get you up in the morning also. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sure. Definitely. You have something to look forward to and and again, owning your own business too, you know how that is and you, you you've got to be you've really got to be diligent. You've got to, all right, I'm the only one that's going to kick myself in the butt to get up. You know, of course, if you're lucky enough like I am, I have the greatest uncles and aunts. My mom is, is fantastic. Uh, my friends, my brother, my family—you know—they push you. They, they, they really. If you're, if you're blessed with that, and I think you have to have faith. And I'm, like my mom said, faith is what sustains us, right? And uh, you know, you have to have some kind of faith. And uh, I, I think that that helps me get up in the morning because there are a lot of times where I can tell you, Sandra, I did not want to get up. I, I did not want to wake up for a new day, and uh, you know, you have to find a vice, and, and hopefully, you find something that's good, productive. You know, you don't slip into a, a dark vice. You know, right? You got a nice, happy, light vice. Well, we've got just about a minute and a half, and I, and I, I and thank you so much for all that you've been sharing. I think it, this has been valuable for for people. But why don't you give us maybe some one final thought for the artists out there and then, again, give your contact information for people to reach out to you. 
Okay, well, Sandra, thanks. It's been great. You know, I always love talking to you, and uh, this has been awesome. And, um, well, you know, if it's something you love, and specifically if you're an artist or an up-and-coming artist, just just work at it. Just work at it. Don't let anybody tell you you have to go to school. <laughs> if you're going to school, that's fantastic, even better. I wish I had gone to school for it and had some training. Um but if you're whatever type of art you are doing, just keep at it and get yourself out there. Use the the media that's accessible to us now and uh, just keep plugging at it and find your niche. I think that's the key with art. You have to find your niche and something you're really good at and, and just keep exploring, pushing the boundaries and the barriers. And if you get knocked down, keep getting up. You know, it's hard. And, uh, my contact information, our gallery and studio is in Booton, 414 Main Street. Um, and my art gallery website is Dave-Pucciarelli, Pizen, Peter, U-C-C-I-A-R-E-L-L-I, dot artistwebsites.com. And Sandra, I almost lost it there laughing. Sorry. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you very much, Dave, for for being on the show with me, and um, and, and 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 as I said, everybody should go out there and see Dave Dave's work. And I am going to play our closing music, which is our closing, which is by again the music is by Jed Luckless, and hopefully the music will play nicely. And thank you, Dave, again for being on the show. Sandra, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show. It is really great fun to speak to people and find out what they're doing in the world. If you are interested in reaching out on air, online, or in person, let me show you how. I am partnered with some great people, some strategic thinkers and consultants to bring you the best services available. Call me at 347-560-1624 or email me at sandraleeschubert at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.